Welcome to the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Today is a Wednesday. That means one thing, Mailbag Wednesday episode is here. Appreciate uh, the questions that have come in over the last few days. Um, gonna break it down with three separate questions. If you have a question or if you have a comment or even a concern about Gonzaga Nation Media Network and how uh, we're covering different things, both in the Gonzaga world as well as uh, some of the interviews that I have or you've got some ideas for guests, send us a message. Uh, my email, Dickow at scorebooklive.com. You can also reach me on Twitter, direct message at DanDickow21. Gonzaga Nation Media Network has a Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube account. That would be Gonzaga Nation SI. Like, subscribe, review, send us any questions there. But let's get right to it on Mailbag Wednesday, this being Wednesday, June 8th. So first question comes from Tim in Deer Park. Well, Gonzaga, his question, Gonzaga has re-added Rajir Bolton as well as now transfer Malachi Smith. Who's the guard that's left out? <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot, Tim. That's uh, that's a difficult one. First, we'll just kind of glow over each of the uh, backcourt members, and, and it's it's a lengthy list. You got Nolan Hickman, Julian Strother, Rajir Bolton, uh, Hunter Salas, and Malachi Smith, and kind of the unknown right now, Dom Harris, um, because he, as a freshman, didn't play much behind Kispert, Ayayi Suggs. Last year, he missed the entire season with an injury. Uh, I think he's kind of that unknown. I think he's got a tremendous amount of potential. We just haven't been able to see it yet. So who's the guard that's left out? Um, I don't want to answer that one because I think um, I, I think each of those guys are going to have their moment to shine in different ways this upcoming season. Uh, practices later this summer when everybody gets on campus, practices in the fall are going to be fascinating uh, to see who's really getting after it. Uh, I would not, and I hate to say this, I would not be surprised um, if one guard is, is left out and decides to transfer. Um, I hate to say that as a Gonzaga fan, um, but it's going to be fascinating watching these guys kind of battle it out. Now, I say this with the caveat. Um, if Gonzaga plays a lot of four-guard lineups next year, which I think they very well could, we might not see a guard transfer at all. So I just kind of want to play both sides of that right there. Um, that would be my hope because I think with the skill and some of the size uh, that Gonzaga has, I mean, I see Julian Strother as being a big enough to, to play the four at times. You look at Gonzaga's final four run, uh, Kispert played uh, a lot at the four that year. Why not go a lot of four guard lineup? Then you can get plenty of minutes for each of those guards that I mentioned uh, because, uh, you know, each one of those guys brings a unique skill set uh, to the, to the team, to the program, uh, Hunter, uh, Nolan Hickman, I think is the next great Gonzaga point guard. He's extremely creative with the ball. I think in pick and rolls, you're going to see him be very good this year. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be at the level of Andrew Nemhart, who was one of the best pick and roll players that I can remember in college basketball in quite some time, but he's going to have every chance to, to kind of, to shine this year. And I expect big things from him. Julian Strother, we know him well. Obviously, he was third leading scorer a season ago. I wouldn't expect him to take a dip. I would expect him to expand his game uh, and be more of a focal point uh, and be able to create his own shot a little bit at times. Hunter Salas showed some flashes last year. Defensively, 
He may have the chance to be one of the great all-time guards on the perimeter for Gonzaga. His jump shot was a work in progress, but you saw progress throughout the year last year. You saw it getting better. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to track. He was great attacking the rim in transition. Um, he's going to be a, a great player. Roger Bolton, what can you say? He's just a winner, flat out winner. He figures out what needs to be done on that particular night and does it. And I don't see his may, his minutes kind of taking a dip. I wouldn't imagine him coming back uh, for another year uh, to take a back seat. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, a big time player. Then you look at Malachi Smith, the transfer from Chattanooga, average nearly 20 a game about six and a half rebounds over three assists a game, Southern conference player of the year. He can do a little bit of everything. You know, I think he's a versatile guard. I don't think he's a true point guard. I think he's more of a kind of two guard who can play point guard at times and make point guard plays. So I think uh, he's going to be fun. I think that the, the interesting one to watch in, in track is Dom Harris, Dom Harris, like I said earlier, he, he kind of has struggled with injuries. And then his freshman year, he didn't have a chance to get many minutes because of the depth of the roster. The depth in the backcourt is big this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he fights through that because I think he's he's got a chance to be like Hunter Salas, a tremendous defender. He showed flashes of that as a freshman. I think um, offensively, I think, you know, when I was at practice a year ago before he got hurt, he showed the signs of a great shooter from the perimeter. So um, lots of different ways that, that Coach Few can go out, and it's really hard for me to answer the question of which guard is left out until I see them all together in practice. So apologize for dancing around that question a little bit, Tim, but thanks for sending it in. Next question up is from Jeff in San Diego. He asks, Steve Lavin to San Diego, what are your thoughts? I think it's a tremendous addition for the league to get a coach of Steve Lavin's stature. Um, I think it's a, a tremendous, uh, you know, personality to add to the league. You know, you look at what he did collegiately coaching at UCLA and St. John's getting teams, the NBA, NCAA tournament almost every single year as a head coach. Uh, and then spending a number of years as a television basketball analyst at the college level spent some time at ESPN before he went to, to St. John's. And then the last couple of years, um, PAC 12 network, as well as uh, Fox. And I think he's got a tremendous passion for the game. He, if he didn't believe in, in what the opportunity looked like at San Diego, um, and if he didn't have a passion to get back into coaching, he would not have taken this job because I've talked to him a, a little bit over the years and he was really, really enjoying the broadcasting thing. Um, and so I, I think he's bringing a tremendous amount of excitement. As soon as he said he's coming back, their best player from the perimeter a season ago, Wayne McKinney Jr. took his name out of transfer portal. Um, he's gotten a couple really high level transfers out of the portal. Jaden Dallaire from Stanford being one of them to commit to San Diego. Um, he's a guy that has the connections in Southern California due to his time at UCLA and, and due to his time and, and name recognition uh, on the TV side that uh, he's going to get in the mix for a number of really good players. And so a number of really good players in particular in Southern California, uh, they're going to change the way they look at USD. And it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes uh, for them to really start making some inroads and, and making uh, impact on the recruiting season. It could be this year. It could be next summer. It's hard to say, but I'm really excited for it. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. he's going to do down there. Um, actually been texting back and forth with him to try to find a time that works for both um, to have him on the ISO podcast as 
If you're a frequent listener, you've seen uh, over the last few weeks, we've been having one interview with a WCC coach each week. And so the last ones um, to add to that list are going to be Herb Sendick, um, Steve Lavin, and then a couple of the Gonzaga coaches on the staff. So um, I'm excited for, for Steve Lavin USD. I think it's great for the school. I think it's great for the WCC. So thanks for your question, Jeff. Uh, Paul from Vancouver asks, I listened to your podcast earlier this week and Leonard Perry, or excuse me, Stan Johnson of LMU said they're taking an overseas trip. Has Gonzaga ever done one? Uh, well, Paul, thanks. And I misread that question when I said Leonard Perry and not Stan Johnson to start. So that was my bad. But um, GU's never taken an overseas trip that I know of. Ever since I've been involved with the program, they are, you know, as a recruit to then as a player to now as a former player, um, broadcaster slash fan, I guess you could call it. Uh, never known them to take an overseas trip. And uh, what they have done is they've played a couple games overseas during the regular season. I know they've played uh, in Canada, uh, Vancouver, BC, a couple of years back when Kelly Olenek was in college, they played at the Rogers Center um, against Hawaii, I believe it was. They were a part of uh, one of those U.S. Armed Forces games in Japan a number of years ago. The game, I think it was Michigan State. It was cut short due to condensation on the floor. But as far as an overseas trip in the, in, in the late summer, early fall, like a lot of colleges take no, Gonzaga's never done that. Uh, and I think one of the big reasons why is Gonzaga's always uh, had a lot of international players. Uh, and they've those many times those players have played for their national team. Uh, and so they've spent a lot of time uh, with those national teams Um uh, you know, training over the summer, competing in the summer. Uh, and Coach Few's always been very mindful of giving guys a break, especially towards the end of summer before, you know, they get back to school and things are truly geared up. And then the other part is, you know, Gonzaga's had a number of players over the years, uh, whether it was Matt Santangelo, myself, um, Blake Stepp, um, uh, that, that have played for USA Basketball, um, or they've gone on a another overseas trip with an entity like Athletes in Action, which is a faith-based organization. I know Corey Kispert took one of those trips a few years back. Roger Powell Jr. has been a head coach on one of those trips. So they've encouraged guys to play for their national teams if they're given the opportunity, or they've encouraged guys to be a part of overseas teams uh, if they're invited to play. And so uh, I think that's been a, been a great uh opportunity for many guys I know for myself it was a great opportunity and I, I learned a lot about it I grew as a player from it um, and it was great to represent my country but I don't remember GU ever taking an overseas trip and I, I honestly don't think they have anything in the works at least from what I've heard uh, that may change in the coming years as you know COVID is finished guys have uh, you, you look at the list of schools that are doing one this upcoming year there are a lot of programs taking overseas trips. It kind of gives you a jump start on your new year. I think with the transfer portal and many schools adding so many guys and trying to get up to speed before this season, I think that's uh, something that can really be a benefit. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of schools are taking advantage of that opportunity and that, that rule this year to do that. So, Paul, appreciate the question again. If you as a listener have a question, send it our way. Gonzaga Nation SI YouTube. Instagram, Twitter, or send it to me, dickout at scorebooklive.com. So for the ISO, I'm your host, 
Dan Dickow on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network.